Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 61, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2! It's a story. It's big! Never boring. No way! For his glory. Always! It's God's Big Story. So welcome back, boys and girls. It's week 13, and we are powering our way through the book of Isaiah. We're over halfway through, in fact. Hi, everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, Marvin, I worked it out last week when we had our birthday cake, but we have now done over 320 episodes of God's Big Story. Oh, wow. People are still listening? Well, yeah, some of them. Wow. Gosh, it seems like just a shake of a young calf's tail when we started all the way back in Genesis, Dave. Oh, really? No. It feels like we've been doing this forever. Gosh, it feels like we've been in Isaiah forever. Well, yeah, these major prophets are pretty major. Yeah, no kidding. But it's all good. If it's worth God saying, it's worth us listening. That's what I always say. Hmm. You know, Marvin, in over 320 episodes, I'm not sure I've ever heard you say that. Oh, yeah, but I plan on saying it very regularly from here on out. Okay, fair enough. Well, it's Monday. Shall we do some racing? Oh, absolutely, Dave. Huh. Yeah, I thought that would be absolutely. Oh, no, that's ridiculous, Dave. Gosh, sometimes you act like speaking cow is just dropping moo in in the place of a random syllable. Oh, it's not? Oh, seriously, Dave? Moo. Play the jingle. <laughs> it's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. Where's that verse? What's that word? Find it fast and beat the herd. It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. <laughs> okay, boys and girls, not too many entries this week. I think Ethan scared everyone off. But Ethan's domination has finally been halted, at least for now. Now, there was an adult's time under 10 seconds from up north of the lower 48, up in Canada. And I know I did let Jingle Guy Josh win one week, but he's a youthful young chap, so I let him away with it. Generally, the leaderboard is kids only, so Ethan did not make it four in a row. But with a time of 28.46 seconds, his brother Aaron Stoltzfus kept it in the family. And at the moment, I guess Colorado is the Bible racing hub of the world. So congratulations, Aaron. Can anyone beat the Stoltzfuses? We will have to see. Now, Marvin, where are we racing this week? Well, Dave, we're back to the Old Testament, and this time we're going for the first time that you'll find the word cow in the Old Testament, in the N-I-R-V, that is. So we're going to be looking for Genesis 15, verse 9. Oh, okay. So I think there'll be some low times this week, maybe sub-10 seconders, maybe even sub-5 seconds, because, well, we all know where Genesis is, right? All right, Marvin. Well, my Bible is ready. Have you got your stopwatch? Oh, I sure do, Dave. Here we go. Genesis 15, 9. Find it in 3, 2, 1, go. Okay, Genesis 3, 8, 13, 14, 15, 59. The Lord. Ooh, not super fast. I think that can be beaten, but how'd I do, Marvin? You found it in 8.31 seconds, Dave. Okay, well, I got under 10 seconds, but I feel like under 5 is possible. So how did you do, boys and girls? Did anyone get less than 5 seconds? Let us know your times in all the usual ways. 
Right, Marvin, this week in Isaiah, well, feels a little bit like we're going back to season one, because for the next four chapters in Isaiah, well, Isaiah switches from these messages and poems of judgment and hope that we've been reading to telling the story of what actually happened to the people in Judah. Oh, I see. Now, we know that Isaiah had warned the people that the Assyrians would sweep through the lands of Judah like a flood. Now, the northern kingdom of Israel would be swept away completely, just like Amos and Hosea had warned the people there. But Isaiah, as we know, had told the people of Judah that they would not be completely destroyed. And this week, we're going to hear the story of exactly what happened. Okay, great. Yeah, I do like stories, Dave. Good. Well, as you all know, I have COVID at the moment, which means that I'm not allowed to go anywhere. I'm trapped at home. And that is kind of a problem because that means I can't go to my office. And that means I couldn't get any of our normal readers to come in to record this week's readings. Oh, oh, that's okay, Dave. I am ready to read. Just point me in the right direction and I will... Uh, actually, no, Marvin. I came up with another solution. Now, you may not know this, boys and girls, depending where you are, but I have two daughters, Charlotte, who's 11 years old, and Bethany, who is eight. I'll let you into a bit of a secret. You hear their voices every day on our theme tune. But as I'm stuck here at home, they live here too. And so Charlotte is going to do the readings for us this week. Oh, fun. Okay. Well, then if I'm not reading, Dave, give me something to listen for. Okay, right. Well, we're going to hear as the king of Assyria, a guy called Sennacherib, sends a message to the king of Judah. and He was called Hezekiah. Now, some of Hezekiah's officials ask Sennacherib's messenger to speak in Aramaic, not Hebrew. So the question is, why did they do that? Okay, so why they didn't want him to speak Hebrew. Got it, Dave. Great, okay. So, boys and girls, as we begin this reading, well, imagine that you're one of the people living in Jerusalem. Now, you know that all the other cities in Judah have been attacked and destroyed by the massive Assyrian army. And the Assyrians have done terrible things to the people that lived in those cities. They've killed loads, they've carried others away as slaves, and now finally, they're coming to Jerusalem. And you know that they mean to do exactly the same thing here. And so, before they attack, well, Sennacherib sends one of his commanders with a message. And really, that's what we're listening to today. Oh, wow. Yeah, this sounds intense, Dave. Yeah, it was, Marvin. Really, everything was at stake for the people of Jerusalem. So, with that, well, Charlotte, over to you. Hello everyone, today we'll be reading from Isaiah 36. Sennacherib attacked and captured all the cities of Judah that had high walls around them. It was in the 14th year of the rule of Hezekiah. Sennacherib was the king of Assyria. He sent his field commander from Lassa to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. He sent him along with a large army. The commander stopped at the channel that brings water from the upper pool. It was on their road to the washerman's field. Eliakim, Shebna and Joa went out to him. Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, was in charge of the palace. Shebna was the secretary. Joa, the son of Asaph, kept the records. The field commander said to them, Give Hezekiah this message. Tell him, Sennacherib is the great king of Assyria. He says, Why are you putting your faith in what your king says? You say you have a military plan. You say you have a strong army, but your words don't mean anything. Who are you depending on? Why don't you want to stay under my control? Look, I know you are depending on Egypt. Why are you doing that? Egypt is nothing but a broken papyrus stem. Try leaning on it. It will only cut your hand. 
Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is just like that to everyone who depends on him. But suppose you said to me, We are depending on the Lord our God. Didn't Hezekiah remove your gods, high places and altars? Didn't Hezekiah said to the people of Judah and Jerusalem, You must worship at the altar of Jerusalem. Come on, make a deal with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses, but only if you couldn't put riders on them. You're depending on Egypt for chariots and horsemen. You can't drive away even the least important officer among my master's officials. Besides, do you think I've come without being sent by the Lord? Have I come to attack and destroy this land without receiving a message from him? The Lord himself told me to march out against your country. He told me to destroy it. Then Eliakim, Shebna and Joah spoke to the field commander. They said, Please speak to us in the Aramaic language. We understand it. Don't speak to us in Hebrew. If you do, my people on the wall will be able to understand you. But the commander replied, My master sent me to say these things. Are these words only for your master and you to hear? Aren't they also for the people sitting on the wall? They are going to suffer just like you. They'll have to eat their own waste. They'll have to drink their own urine. Then the commander stood up and spoke in the Hebrew language. He called out, Pay attention to what the great king of Assyria is telling you. He says, Don't let Hezekiah trick you. He can't save you. Don't let Hezekiah talk you into trusting in the Lord. Don't believe him when he says, You can be sure that the Lord will save us. This city will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Don't listen to Hezekiah. The king of Assyria says, Make a peace treaty with me. Come over to my side. Then each one of you will eat fruit from your own vine and fig tree. Each one of you will drink water from your own well. You will do that until I come back. Then I'll take you to a land just like yours. It's a land that has a lot of grain and fresh wine. It has plenty of bread and vineyards. Don't let Hezekiah fool you. He is telling you a lie when he says the Lord will save us. Have the gods of any nations ever saved their land from the power of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharvain? Have they saved Samaria from my power? Which one of the gods of those countries has been able to save their land from me? So how can the Lord save Jerusalem from my power? But the people remained silent. They didn't say anything. That's because King Hezekiah had commanded, Don't answer him. Then Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, went to Hezekiah. Eliakim was in charge of the palace. Shebna was the secretary. Shebna, the secretary, went with him. So did Joah, the son of Asaph. Joah kept the records. All of them went to Hezekiah with their clothes torn. They told him what the field commander had said. Thanks, Charlotte. So, Marvin, why did they want the messenger to speak Aramaic, not Hebrew? Oh, well, Dave, it was because they said if he spoke Hebrew, then all the people listening could understand what he was saying. Yep, that's exactly right. But the messenger refused to speak Aramaic because that was exactly what the messenger wanted. He wanted all the normal people of Jerusalem to be terrified. He wanted the city to be so scared that they would just give up before the Assyrians even had to attack. Yeah, this guy kind of seems like a bully, Dave. Yep, that's exactly what he wanted to be. But, you know, it's one thing for Sennacherib to say, hey, we have the biggest army, the best soldiers. We are really good at destroying cities and yours is next. But he didn't do that, or at least not just that. Sennacherib didn't just pitch himself against Israel and Hezekiah. 
he pitched himself against the God of Israel. He said, your God is just like all these other gods who couldn't save their people from me. He said, your God can't stand up against me. Yeah, that's a bold move, Dave. Yeah, it really is when the God that you come after is the God who actually created the entire universe. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Now, boys and girls, maybe none of us are going to announce, God cannot stop me. But you know, what Sennacherib was doing was treating God like he was less than he really is. And that is the mistake that we can all make. Oh, well, how do you mean, Dave? You see, Marvin, every time we decide to ignore God and do things our own way, well, we're kind of doing that same thing, right? Instead of bowing the knee and saying, God, you are holy and awesome and you love me and you are in charge. Your way is always best and I will follow you. Well, instead of that, we say, hmm, I'm in charge and I'm going to do things my way instead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess we all do that sometimes, Dave, huh? Yeah, I think we do. And so, boys and girls, today in our prayers, well, let's acknowledge who God is, the Lord of all, the Lord of us. Let's say sorry for the times that we've ignored him and treated him like somebody that we can just ignore whenever we want to. And let's ask for his help so that we can really put him in charge, really make him the king of our hearts. Because when we realize just who God is, well, that's what he needs to be, our Lord and King. Yeah, yeah, let's not be little Sennacheribs, Dave. Sure. And that's a sentence that you don't hear often. Okay, boys and girls, well, that's all we have time for today. So we'll be back tomorrow to hear a bit more of what happens to old Hezekiah and to Sennacherib. Okay, great. Yeah, I can't wait, Dave. Okay, well, bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.